0: All right, guys, it's time for another episode of Smack Talk Live. Tony Colombo, Dennis Farrell. This week, it was probably for me, Tony Colombo, the hardest list for me to put together because I I tell you what, there are going to be uh, and and spoiler alert, I we don't talk about this. I left a lot of obvious stuff off the list, off my list personally, just to get some different things on. I don't know how you comprised your list, but th- there are a lot of number ones. I'll even say this: you know, Hulk, Hulkamania, Hulk Hogan's you know, quotes. This week we're doing the greatest. What would you say? Quotes, the greatest taglines,
1: catchphrases,
0: catchphrases, yeah. I, I left like some of the uh, most greatest obvious ones off my list, but it's not because I, I I don't think they're there. Because I just feel like every list has these on there, and I want my list to be a little different.
1: You're always trying to stand out. I am. You're always you always got to be just a little bit better than everybody, don't you?
0: I, I do. It's it's part of <laughs> it's it's my ego. I'm not even gonna lie to you,
1: Tony <laughs> Colombo. I went. I went with straight up what I. There's certainly my influence. My some of my favorites Mm -hmm. are on here, but I definitely tried to go with the most impactful, memorable, uh, you know, phrases, catchphrases, and sayings that we all know and love over the years. But I definitely, I mean, I you know, you every every list you obviously use your own influence to a certain extent. Um so yeah, and it was this was a lot this was a lot more difficult than I thought it was going to be. You don't realize, you don't until you start thinking about it. I mean, it's part of it's part of what wrestlers do. They have you know, it's their job to do things and say things memorable. They're supposed to, you know, they're supposed to walk the same way every time and go into the ring in the same way, they ever, ever, the same exact way every time. So people remember things. And so everybody, to some extent, has a catchphrase. Every freaking wrestler does. So you start thinking about it and I'm taking notes and before I know it, I've got like thirty-five things written down, and I'm going. This is getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got. How am I going to narrow this down? Uh, and, but I did, so uh, I think it's going to be fun. This is going to be a good one.
0: And I'll say this: there's going to be one on your list that I left off my list. But there's going to be one on your list that I can guarantee I left out on purpose. And I can't wait to tell you why when that pops up.
1: Oh, I can't wait to hear it either.
0: So. With that being said, let's start with the, what we call the 10s. Tony Colombo, I'm going to let you lead off.
1: All right. Starting off, Smack Talk Live, the 10s, the best catch, our favorite, I should say, our, favorite, our catch favorite phrases. Yeah, that's how we do, by the way, if you're not used to listening to the 10s here on Smack Talk Live, Dennis and I don't like to say the best because when we do these countdowns, we don't like to say the best 10 or the top 10 or whatever, just because it's so subjective obviously. And so we like to say our favorites our favorite. and then, yeah. And then, you know, hopefully, and then see if you guys agree or disagree or have, you know, thoughts on things we left out or maybe didn't think of. So that's always fun. So my number 10 favorite catchphrases of all time, I start with one of my favorite performers of all time, Hey Yo, Scott Hall.
0: (laughs) That's a good one.
1: Hey Yo.
0: There is so much that came from Hey Yo that I – I mean, Hey Yo was the backbone of the NWO.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey Yo was the beginning of everything. Hey Yo – was the pre- was the thing he said before he took a survey? Hey yo, was what he said before, you know, he delivered any kind of promo about him and him and Nash. You know, it was just it 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 when he hey yo, you knew he had something to say.
0: I like that. My number ten, and I, gosh, you know, once again, I could have put this higher, but. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there mm-hmm. ever will be. That
1: mm-hmm.
0: that right there, I still use to this day when I do my fantasy football trash talk. And, uh, you know, I would love to have put it up higher, but there was just so uh, – you know, at the, at the beginning of this podcast, we said – you said you had 35. I found myself mm-hmm. with like five or six of them that each one of them could have been number one. And, yes, and the best there is the best. The best there the best there is the best there was the best there ever will be had to be on the list, so I put it at ten.
1: I I like it. I you know I I try to think of like when when Bret Hart wrote that or was or somebody gave him the idea to use that the first time he heard it he probably had to go this is this is brilliant. This is the best thing. I mean, it's so perfect for a wrestler or a fighter. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Um, Let me ask you this. Did you, because with some wrestlers, the more famous ones, they don't have just one catchphrase. One thing, one stipulation I put on myself was I didn't, Repeat wrestlers at all at, at all on the list because this could have turned into five of the ten could be from Ric Flair for God's sakes you know what I mean so I I limited myself in that way did you do the same thing or or am I or am I ruining a surprise by even asking that question
0: you're not because I actually went back and forth for the longest time on this. should I have put like three or four just Chris Jericho because he could Christ. have had three or four easy on there but. I I, I said I'll tell you this. I left The Rock, I left Stone Cold, and I left Chris Jericho off this list because they are sure to be on every single one of their lists. And you know I'm a Chris Jericho slappy, so it hurt me to leave, you know, just one of his many, even some of his newer stuff off there that it should be on there.
1: I I am shocked by that. I am shocked I by that. I did not leave any of my favorites off. Good. Um And speaking of that, my favorites, my number nine, my favorite tag team of all time, Oh, You Didn't Know.
0: Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) That's a good one. New
1: Age Outlaws, Road to... Oh, no i could do the whole freaking thing if you wanted me to but uh oh you didn't know were the first things you heard when the outlaws were coming out which is so great their entrance was great road dog was unbelievable on the microphone so um uh whenever i was whenever i was a kid and i wasn't even a kid we were we were way too old to be Mm -hmm. pretending or emulating wrestlers but uh Uh, road dog was always my guy road dog was my guy and dx and scott hall was my guy in the nwo those were my two favorites and
0: and you know what i think that was one of the first entrances i ever seen a guy come down doing it live as he was coming to the ring
1: yes yes every time a little bit different every time because he was doing it live
0: my number nine which is sure to be on your list and a lot higher was rest in peace It's a good one. It's I, a good one. I to to me, it's iconic. It it was what made the Undertaker the Undertaker. I I lost I lost momentum, fandom for the Undertaker when he switched up into the Biker Undertaker, and it, it was not. Yes. It, it just was not the the feel. But when he went back and was doing the rest in peace stuff, I was I was back in on him. So to me. Not only does that catchphrase is iconic, but it was so closely tied to that character.
1: It's, it's hard to argue with anything that has to do with The Undertaker on any list that we're doing. So you've got no argument from me there. My number eight. Uh, are you ready for this? Now, you you, you decided you were going to make your list clever. So... Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe me. Maybe this one is just middle of the road for you. But this is probably the most surprising entry on my list. And it's how you doing? Really, Enzo and Cass. How you doing? Or if you would rather go with, there's just one word to describe you. That's fine too. But how you doing? is my number eight. I think that how you doing will become, as they go on, if they stay together and if they stay these characters, how you doing could be something they're saying for a decade. So it's a good one. It's over. The crowd just, every time Enzo says a line, Enzo never gets wanted. You know, Mm -hmm. Enzo, when he finishes a sentence, the whole crowd says, how you doing?
0: You know, I felt like I needed to put some modern-day stuff on there, and you and I, we never talk about a realist. That's the one thing we're very proud of. So my number yes. eight is, bada-boom, realist guys in the room.
1: No way, really? Yes, it was. <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: Bada-boom. <laughs> yeah,
1: if we, were, if we checked with each other, that wouldn't happen, which no. is why these are so great.
0: Yes, uh, you. You. The one you didn't mention is the one that's my favorite. Is "Bada Boom"? Realest yeah. guys in the room.
1: Realest guys in the room. And then what's he say? How are you doing?
0: How you doing?
1: <laughs> I love it. That's great. My number seven. Yes. Here's an example of trying to decide which phrase you were going to use for somebody. My number seven decided to go with the rock. The Rock's got a million of them. My favorite of all the Rock catchphrases: "It doesn't matter what you think."
0: I like that one. That that's that's the most iconic. That's my I think. favorite. That uh,
1: well, I think if you smell what the Rock's cooking is probably the most iconic. I, I but I'm glad you brought that. When up. he would cut when he would cut somebody off, when he would do the and you know sometimes it was very set up, very planned. You know, he would ask a person, "What do you think?" and they would start to say something, and it doesn't matter what you think. But sometimes, when he would just use it, sort of out of the blue, and just completely cut cut somebody off, it was great. It was hilarious, and so that's my that's my number seven. That's my favorite of all the Rock catchphrases.
0: Now, I, I, I I'm glad you brought up what the if you smell what the Rock is cooking, because to me. There's a period in time where he ruined it for me forever it was when he did the tongue flip on it.
1: Oh, I agree. I always thought that was so gross.
0: To me, to me, it oh, it it ruined it for me. I could not put that on my list. As great as it was in its height, when he started doing the la-la-la-la, it, it, it just went down. I, I hated it at that moment.
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. All right,
0: now you're number seven. My number seven, for the benefit of those with flash photography.
1: Oh, oh good one! I didn't put that on the list. I'm glad you did.
0: Ah, uh, really? Did that? Did that make? Was it at least in? It consider- was in the notes. Yes, it okay. was in the notes. Yeah, no,
1: but uh, yeah, didn't make the list. That's a great
0: one. Oh, oh, I'm goodness. I'm I'm glad that you uh, signed off on that because I put it on there thinking, yeah. all right, th- it was really good at the time. And I never really appreciated it until I went back and we rewatched all that stuff. And I really kind of got the, you know, that was pretty clever, you know, taking five seconds out and and taking the picture. Okay, it's done. Now we're going to move on.
1: Yeah. And it was the very last moment in time that they could say that and really anybody know what they were talking about or it make any sense because it was right when cell phones and taking pictures on your phone were starting to take over and just starting to become a thing. You couldn't say that now because that doesn't even make sense now, but it was, it was perfect time to do that. It was, it was old old enough to be funny. It was sort of old fashioned enough to be funny, but it was still a thing. So it was just perfect. They, they they had great timing with that one. Um, my number six, as we move on is daniel bryan's yes chant
0: didn't yes, even make my yes, list yes didn't even make didn't. my li- no
1: wow wow i i yeah i mean that's one of the most over things i think i've ever seen in wrestling i and agree so that's I, I had to put it on the list
0: I agree, but once again, everybody started to use it, and it just kind of became, you you know, when when Bella started using it, I went, all right, all right, come up with something on your own, stop using your husband's stuff. I hated that, hated it. My number six, are you ready for this? Hit me. Oh, what a rush.
1: You know what? On my – not on my list, but was a finalist for me.
0: That was one of the baddest tag teams ever. Intimidating. I mean I remembered always wanting to have shoulder pads with spikes and the haircuts and the makeup. The Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors were so over with me and so intimidating. And when they started every interview – he, he Even in in the, their entrance song, when he did the Oh, What a Rush, I geeked out every single time.
1: Absolutely. I got no argument with that. It was, like I said, it was definitely honorable mention for me. Uh, my number five, the best there is, the best there was, <laughs> and the best there ever will be. And it was hard for me. You had it what 10 mm-hmm. it was hard for me to put it at 5 i wanted to put it higher but i i couldn't do it so for all the reasons we discussed before just one of the one of the best catchphrases of all time put it at number 5 for me
0: i uh, my number 5 which i kind of was the same way with you i wanted to put it higher but i really couldn't but it should be it it, it summed up a generation of the 80s and 90s of heel wrestling everybody has a price
1: nice i yes another one that was honorable mention on my list so i'm glad you got it
0: yeah it to me right there and he was right every you know when you heard it you go yeah i have a price i i could be (laughs) bought
1: yes right i i agree he's right everybody does have a price this is, this is a perfect example of, of uh, what we were talking about earlier of how hard it was mm-hmm. to compile this down to just 10 because when I hear you say that one and, – and this high in the top five, it just it, – it's like, well, duh, of course that's in the top five. And it didn't even make my list, <laughs> and when I hear – when you put it on there, I'm, you know even I'm just sitting here going, yeah, that's absolutely – that's top five. That's, so that's why these this was such a hard list to compile. They're, they're, uh my number 4? Yep. What's that?
0: What was your number 4?
1: My number 4 is a, 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 another one that you could have gone a couple different ways with, but Randy Savage. Oh, oh yeah.
0: Great pick I don't right want to do
1: the like Sounded bad the way I just did it, it but did. I am trying to not mimic the wrestler because I don't want to f- sound completely stupid. But you know, just the oh yeah, the classic Randy Savage, oh yeah.
0: That that's a that's a good one and a great spot for it right there. My number four, and you had the hey yo to me. Mm-hmm. as great as hey yo was it was chalk another one up for the good guys was just as good for me no matter how I love it no matter how or where the crowd booed he said chalk another one up for the good guys I, mm-hmm. and, and to me that was just as iconic it, it it maybe not more but just as iconic as hey yo and I kind of had a feeling. You might have put Heyo on there, so I, Scott Hall deserved to be there, and chalk another one up for the good guys. Was was my submission right there at number well, four. I'm never
1: going to argue with a Scott Hall submission, so I love it. All right, now we're getting down to top like three. This, this was just where it was getting next to impossible to try to decide what went where. So um, I could I could probably make this list ten times and nine of the 10 times the top three would be different or shuffled around in some way mm-hmm. so i'm gonna go with number three what you gonna do
0: from amazing hogan. amazing what I... you gonna
1: do mean gene
0: <laughs> you, you know
1: it, i know it... you said you didn't put any hogan on there but there was no way I wasn't going to put any Hogan on there. You know,
0: so, you know what was just as good, and you, when you said it just a second ago, it reminded me. Well, you know mean mean, Gene. To to me, that and what you're going to do, it all goes together, and it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's with with Hogan, he's another one. He's like the Rock. You know, you can you can do just. I mean, just the word brother for is basically brother. a catchphrase of his. Of course, you've got the uh, say your prayers and your training and your prayers and your vitamin and the 24 inch pythons and you know he's just there's a bunch of different ones you could go with when it comes to Hogan. But the what you're going to do was always the that was always the go home line when he was bringing the promo to an end and uh, letting whoever know what was going to happen to him when he got him in the ring. So that's the one I went with. Well, What do you got for number three?
0: Well, you're either a Beatles man or a Stones guy. You, 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 they say you can't be both, and you're either a Hulk Hogan guy or a macho man, and I had to go with, oh, yeah. There as, you go. As bad I like as it, it. sounded. Uh, you know, when you said four, I had it at three. I, I was a macho man, Mark. I was a slap. I loved macho man. Hulk Hogan was always great, and – I, I'm not even gonna lie. I liked Hulk Hogan, but I was always a macho man. I because he just seemed to be the underdog out of that group of guys, and the oh yeah, just was. I it was phenomenal.
1: Yep, I was a huge Randy Savage fan, and but at the end of the day, I was I, the little kid in me just always went with Hulk Hogan. And and even now, knowing all the bad things that he's done, <laughs> and I think that he's you know I think that he regrets some of the particularly at the end of WCW some of the really bad things he did. Um, so I'm he's certainly not the perfect guy, but man, when I when you're when when we were kids, and and Hulk Hogan would start to Hulk up in a big moment in a big match, I mean it was just like the most adrenaline ever WrestleMania the match against the, against the ultimate warrior was the first wrestling pay-per-view I had ever gotten. And when he lost, I was, and I was an ultimate warrior fan. I mean, I was a kid and mm-hmm. I love the ultimate warrior, but seeing Hogan lose was just heartbreaking. I couldn't believe it. I remember screaming at the television that his shoulder was up <laughs> before the referee hit the three count. Um, I just couldn't believe that he, that he lost. So there's always going to be a little piece of me that loves the Hulkster. My number two.
0: Yeah. What is it? I'm curious now.
1: My number two is Ric Flair. And I, I think I had 10 Ric Flair catchphrases written down at one point. And I was trying to decide which one to go with. Kiss stealing, you know, (laughs) limousine riding that that stuff is so good but you get to be the man you got to beat the man just another classic but i i just went with the simple woo i i just had to go with the woo because the the woo will live in as long as there's professional wrestling when somebody gets chopped the crowd will woo and it will be like that until the end of time. And so that's what I went with with my number two.
0: Beautiful, because I went with to be the you man. You have
1: not said you, – earlier you said you didn't put any Rock or Stone Cold or Jericho on there. But you didn't say you didn't put Ric Flair on there. And we're up to number two now. So to, I, I'm getting very curious to see what you decided to do with these last two. My
0: My number two was to be the man, you have to beat the man. All right. So when you said that, I I thought, oh, he's going with it. And I, between you and me, thank God no one's listening, I geek out when we both have the same thing on the same numbers without talking to each other. To, to, to me. I do, too. I, 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 I do,
1: too. I love it. I, You know what? I can't believe we haven't had more. I think right now is, is the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Is that the only one that we've had exactly the same? We've had a couple times we've had the same wrestler but we only had one of the exact same slogan
0: uh i think we both had oh yeah for macho man too
1: oh yeah you're right you're right you're right you're right
0: so we've had two although i was kind of shocked you didn't put rest in peace on this list
1: well i haven't i'm not finished yet
0: oh no see all right I don't know. We don't talk about this because, in my mind right now, I'm thinking you're going stone cold on this one. If I'm a guessing man, but you just piqued my interest. So, do you want me to go number one to keep people waiting?
1: No, I'll go first because I'm 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 extremely interested in your number one. What is I yours? Haven't, I haven't I haven't used the Undertaker yet. I also haven't used Chris Jericho yet, which you seemed certain that I would, that that anybody would on a top 10 list. Um, and yeah, I haven't said Stone... I haven't put Stone Cold on the list yet. My number one... I was going to make you guess, but you're guessing that, it's, that I would go with Stone Cold? Yes. My, my number one... And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how it's not... I, I went back and forth with those those first – those those top three. That's the bottom line. Flair's woo and what you're going to do. I, I mean they were – when I was writing this list, they were bouncing around the top three, getting shuffled around constantly. And uh, this is the order I decided to go with. And I'm like you. I'm glad that we had separate Ric Flairisms because if I was going to go with anything besides the woo, it would have been to be the man, you got to beat the man. But I, I had to. I at the end, I had to go with Stone Cold. So I didn't put. So here's two catchphrases lists, and neither of us had Chris Jericho on there. That is shocking to me.
0: Uh, you know what? Truth aside, between you and I, uh, I've, I've I've had five lists. I, I wrote I wrote down, and you know. Four out of the five had Chris Jericho, two of Chris Jerichos on the top ten, and I had the Rock and Stone Cold. And then I just thought, and I kept playing with the lists, and I couldn't figure out one, two, or three. I was kind of like you. And they were all so good, I threw them all out and said, you know what? I'm going somewhere different because those are the ones that it's on every list. If I Googled other people's lists just to see, and I, they were all almost the same. And I said, mm-hmm. no, nay, nay, I'm not going to do that. So with that being let, said.
1: Let me ask you this before you reveal. Let me ask you this. Yes. What what Chris Jericho catchphrase would you go with if you were going to put one on a list?
0: To me, it's the classic raw is Jericho. To th- okay. That is number one. Um, and never again, and the Canadian again.
1: Yeah. Never again. Yes. Yeah.
0: Cause he right. did two of those. He did the never again. And then he really played up that Canadian a little bit later. That would be one a and one B. I think those are like really close and it, it's hard to pull them apart. The rest of them are great, but those are the two, um, that I would have to consider one a and one B for Chris Jericho.
1: All right. The drum roll is going. I, I just want to see Where if did you can go with number can, one.
0: Can you guess the wrestler at number one?
1: Okay. You said You said you put no Hulk Hogan. No. Nope. You said you put what's that?
0: No Hulk Hogan.
1: Right, you said you put no Hulk Hogan, you said you put no rock, and you said you put no stone cold. Yes. Or you already put a Rick Flair.
0: Alright, got Rick. Uh, Come on.
1: A wrestler that I desperately wanted to put on this list, but he doesn't have an iconic catchphrase is Sting. He's got some catchphrases, but none of them on the level of any of these, I don't think. I agree. So, just I'm trying to think of wrestlers on the level of flair and hogan and stone cold and the rock and i would put sting in that group but but he doesn't have that he doesn't to to me doesn't have that legendary catchphrase i i don't know i can't i can't think of it you hit hit me with it
0: just when you think you have all the answers i change the questions
1: (laughs) wow i yeah I, I would have never, I would have never came up with it. I would have never guessed that to be your number one.
0: Yep. Just when you think you have all the answers, I change the questions. Roddy, Roddy Piper.
1: Yeah, it's great. To,
0: to me. It's
1: great. I love it. When, I love it. It when, was, it, it's, I, I, it was, I, I gotta say, I, I did write it down. It was one, it was in my notes. Was it? it? But it never – I just uh, – it, it never It, it never made – it was never going to be on my list. It was never going to be in, in the top ten for me.
0: But, Here, here's I mean, why I put it there. Because yeah. when you think about it, it, that line right there showed you how smart he thought he was. He thought he was one step ahead of you, and when you thought you had it, boom. And he was not only the ultimate bad guy, but – boy, he was so lightning on the mic. And that line, to me, has to be one of the biggest underrated lines ever. I mean, when you hear it, it just, I still use it today. to, to When I want to show someone like, hey, I think I'm smarter than you. I'm a step ahead of you. It was a phenomenal line. And I think... If if you really go back and you watch those videos, if if they had the hype machine then that they do now, that line would have propelled Roddy Piper to the Rock and Stone Cold level.
1: Oh, it had been yeah. It's t-shirts. That's I mean that's a t-shirt, no doubt.
0: So it, and you know I I know this was and I want to sh- as as we wrap this podcast up I. Tony, I want to share a story that I thought about today when we were talking about what we wanted to do uh, in one of the top 10 lists that we're we're going to do one day is probably the best in our minds, the best feuds or the best storylines. And can I share with you a talk I had with somebody today about one of my favorite all time storylines that is one of the most trash storylines that get dumped on of all the time, but and I can't put it on my top 10 list, but I, it was, as you said earlier, your first pay-per-view and this was probably my first storyline really getting into wrestling, and I don't know why I want to tell it now, but I kind of want to tell it. Do, do, do you, I,
1: I want to hear it. Am I am I going to trash it, you think? You know, yeah, Can absolutely.
0: You oh, yeah. Alright, alright.
1: I, now, now I want to hear it even more.
0: <laughs> you're You're going to poo-poo all over it, but it was the Black Scorpion Storyline, do you remember that?
1: Oh my God, do I remember that? Sting is my favorite wrestler. Of all I time. loved,
0: okay? I loved so, that storyline. Uh, I here,
1: here's here's what I think of the Black Scorpion storyline. I was a kid. Me too. And that was when everything WCW that I got to consume was on TBS. Mm. There was no Nitro, there, and and my parents did not let me get wrestling pay-per-views. So the, my version of pay-per-views were either Saturday Night's main event or the Clash of Champions. The Clash of Champions ah, was the greatest thing the, in my world. The free when one. I was a kid, because it was basically a free pay-per-view on TBS. And can I can I tell and,
0: you one thing about Clash of Champions? I always loved was yeah. how the ring was even with the ring mat.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I, and yeah, that's it, it, a great point, but yeah, but that black scorpion storyline, I was so, so into it, so invested in it, trying to figure out who it was. Me too. Oh my God. Why didn't, why can't they just, just grab him, just catch him and get that mask off. And then, you know, then there was the one time when there was like 10 of them and they were everywhere. And I was so intrigued and I was so consumed by it. And then when it was Ric Flair, even as a kid, I was like, oh, this is so stupid. Not at all. I hated that it was Flair.
0: Do you know why I didn't? And I don't remember. You're going to have to quite jog my memory here. Did did, did Ric Flair break Sting's leg and kick him out of the four horsemen before or after? It was before that, right?
1: I think so. I think it was before that, yeah.
0: So to me, that just only made made it that much more venomous that here is a guy like Ric Flair that is just kind of always seemed to have the upper hand on Sting, and we're talking, you know, beach body sting, bleach hair sting, that it was it was just another feather in his cap of, I got you again. And I was too young to realize how stupid that was. I really was. To me, it was great. And it was in the height of, you know, I believed in wrestling was real. So, I, to me, it wasn't stupid. I believed everything was going on. And when it was Ric Flair, I went, this is great.
1: Oh, I hated it. I hated it. I loved the. I love the story, but I hated that it was flair. Sting has been in the two, in my opinion, probably the two best long term, and I mean like, you know, months and months of storyline, of one story, one continuous story, and two of the best with the absolute worst possible payoff. Because the Black Scorpion was amazing until it was Ric Flair, mm. and Sting in the Raptors hunting Hogan and not speaking for a year, only to have the match finally come and it be that s- ridiculous finish, yeah. and then to give the title right back to Hogan the next the, night on Raw. The, just
0: the, just the fake, night, ma- just the,
1: terrible, terrible endings to both the uh, of what otherwise were absolutely incredible to me just compelling uh, uh, consuming storylines let me here's a little trivia for you do you know who the voice of the black Scorpion was no who the voice of the black scorpion was Ollie Anderson ha I like it yeah and more about that story it was never it wasn't supposed to be Rick Flair. The, it was it for a while. It was going to be Oli Anderson was going to be the actual Black Scorpion, but I think Oli like got hurt when it was time for the payoff, and then I think it was supposed to be somebody else, and then they just sort of decided last second that, um, you know, because it's Ric Flair and because you know it's it, everything with Ric Flair is better that they decided to go with Ric Flair. Go go watch some of their they're out there. The there's there's. You know, stories, wrestlers, Sting and, and, and Oli and, and, and Ric Flair and others talking about the Black Scorpion. And it wasn't supposed to be Flair a, 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 until the end. And apparently Oli Anderson was just like I was as a kid. I'm trying to, like, solve the mystery me because he would say things like, you know, you don't remember me. You don't remember San Diego, 1981 you don't remember me in the bar at the hotel and, you know, and he was just making it up. It, it never, it never really had anything to do with the store of any kind of real story. He was just making up crazy stuff. And, and I hate, I hate that that he was doing it, but at the time I was so into it.
0: Yeah. That, that we could do a whole podcast on that. And by the way, I I gotta tell you, uh, you know, that, that match, was still, I thought, was pretty good when when they demasked him. If you can go back and I, what was it like, Halloween Havoc '89 or something weird like that? God, I wish I could.
1: Something like that, yeah. I don't remember exactly.
0: Go back and watch that ma- that match because you don't know. You know, you're trying to find mannerisms, and it was in a steel cage, and Sting pulled off a mask, and he had another one on, and then right more black scorpions popped out. It was. It was phenomenal. I, To me, I still love that finished payoff.
1: Well, anytime Sting and Ric Flair are in a wrestling match together, it's going to be a great match no matter what. So there's, you know, not a surprise that the match was good. I, But I just, I remember seeing that bright white hair whenever the mask came off because he had his hands, if I'm remembering correctly, he had his hands covering his face mm-hmm. at first. But you could see that unmistakable Ric Flair hair. And I was just like, no, I don't want it to be Ric Flair. I want it to be something amazing. I want it to be somebody that we could never guess in a million t- tries.
0: I love it. All right, let's 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 end this podcast and send everybody yes. home happy. Tell, tell them where they can find us.
1: All right, well, the sort of unofficial home of Smack Talk Live is uh, – I work for a radio station in St. Louis, FM News Talk 97.1 and our website is one of the places that you can find every single one of these podcasts our tens which is what we just did now our countdown shows our reviews we've recently done uh we 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 try to do weekly reviews of all the shows raw smackdown if there happens to be a pay-per-view that week um many times we'll just co- sort of combine everything into a weekly review um also uh, it, the, like I said, these these uh, countdown shows. We've reviewed certain feuds before. You can go back right now and check out our review of the of the Sasha Banks Charlotte Flair feud. I thought that was a really good discussion that mm-hmm. we had. We're all completely opposite sides of that. So anyway, just go check out everything. On our website, 971talk.com slash Columbo. That's my last name, all O's in Columbo, Colombo, C-O-L-O-M-B-O, 971talk.com slash Columbo. Follow me on Twitter, at TonyColumbo971, and you tell them about the Facebook page and where they can follow you.
0: Yeah, go to Smack Talk Live's Facebook page. We just, it's it's brand new, so we're, we're trying to push people to go over there. You can find the 97, you know, 1, what, 97, FM News Talk 97.1, uh, you can find the link to Tony Columbus page there in the Smack Talk Live. You can follow me on Twitter at Dennis77Farrell, or at Facebook me at Dennis Farrell, F-A-R-R-E-L-L. Tony, do you know what that second L stands for? Lover. Lover. How'd you know?
1: Uh, because because I've known you a long time.
0: <laughs> it's going to make me giggle <laughs> all night. Tony that's that's the tens what I can't wait to do this again uh was it uh, sometime around after during Christmas break
1: yeah absolutely as we tape this we're closing in on Christmas uh 2016 and so I think the next couple of countdowns we're going to do are going to be kind of year-end reviews uh the best moments of the year the worst moments of the year maybe the best. Uh, performers of the year, that kind of stuff. So those are going to be really fun countdowns. So definitely stay tuned for those. And thanks, as always, for checking out a Smack Talk live. Uh, Hopefully we can grow this into a nice little fun community. If not, I don't think either one of us care because it just gives Dennis and I an, an opportunity to talk wrestling a couple times a week, which is really the reason that we started this thing. So thanks to everybody that's listening, and keep your ears open for the next episode of Smack Talk Live. Thanks, guys.